Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons in studio, Scottsdale HQ. Not for long. About a year. We got a year left here. Ooh. Joined by, by, as always, Randy Angston. <laughs> if, if you can't tell by our intro how much fun we have doing these. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I'm really liking is this, is this pumpkin pie shake that I'm drinking with protein. I'm pretty sure he took a pumpkin pie, Blended threw it, it in a blender, <laughs> and we're drinking it. Oh, delish. Uh, but the problem is it's almost the consistency of the pie still. Yeah, it's thick. It's like eight pounds in a shake. I'll drink it, man. I like it. Gains. 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 <laughs> Cheers to that. Anybody who's wondering, we use PFC, who's out of, I think they're out of Pennsylvania. They they supply all of our smoothie products and smoothie setup when we first built this place. They help you with design. If this is a plug for them, I mean, if, <laughs> if you're looking to, to add a smoothie bar, they help with that, training, uh, all the recipes, all that good stuff. That is relevant as putting another pole in the water for revenue. So- Sure if you don't is. have a smoothie bar, consider it. Yeah. So people ask me a lot, like, is the smoothie bar worth it? Is sure. it do you make money on it? And, and the answer is kind of. We we pay for the staff that we would normally already have up there. It pays for that. It, you're not going to make a million dollars doing smoothies in sure. a gym. But it subsidizes the, it, it helps monetize the staff that's going to be up there anyway. So have them help sell mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously- we believe in the post-workout nutrition and it ties we, into everything. We work it into bonuses and memberships and things like that. Like True. It's got legs. It's a, you know, it's another feeder. Mm-hmm. So well, it's got our, nothing to do with what we're talking about today, though. Well, in our new gym, we're talking about, um, you know, are we going to bring the smoothie bar in? I think yes. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's a no-brainer. There's there's profit margin on every sure. shake and, you know, it's just one more thing. So as long know, as it's not costing you money without any upside whatsoever so mm-hmm. there you so go there you go all right today's episode <laughs> so piggybacking on the last ap- episode where we talked about all the chaos we've had with uh, the training staff and turnover and the epiphany the one guy had that he doesn't want to be a trainer anymore into the guy that came in was real abrasive and we let him go in two days this episode we're going to talk about what do you look for in a coach to maybe help you maybe not go down the wrong road with somebody or hire the wrong person for the wrong reasons. And so let me take it way, way back to when we first opened. So when we first opened, we were, I was really big on having the most educated staff. CSCS across the board with distinction. I remember this. Yeah. And we were really proud of it. (laughs) And you know, and our code and our clients appreciated it, but sometimes not every time, because you can have a great coach that's both but sometimes you, when you have that really highly educated coach, you get a, you know, not a great trainer, not somebody who can apply it and have a great session, but would rather focus on the human movement and educating the clients and not really getting a great workout. In. Mm-hmm. You know, and a long time after that, 
I hired a, a guy that didn't have a whole lot of experience, but I liked him. I liked the, the, his personality. He was a good, you know, like a good person and turned out to be a great coach. And ever since that, you know, we, we would get feedback from the clients. Ever since that, we stopped really looking real hard at the degrees and the certifications as hard as we used to. And we went more for personality. Sure. And it seems to have paid off. Now, granted, we're not in the best situation with some of the coaches we have right now because it's a little bit of a turnover thing. But uh, some of that stuff's not really predictable, right? Mm -hmm. It would, it, there was no, you know, you look at a resume, you look at everybody's going to bring their best foot forward, try to bring their best foot forward or present themselves in the, mm -hmm. the greatest of light. I mean, you couldn't, you could never have predicted those mm -hmm. two situations. You know what I mean? So no. I don't think it changes the way that you're looking at candidates or anything like that. No, no. But uh, Zach's like, maybe you should interview the next one because <laughs> I'm over for two or whatever. So so we had a great interview today. We had a, we had a, a coach come in that, you know, she's, you know, on paper, you know, she has some experience. She went to school for it. But a lot of her last several jobs were in, you know, hospitality or, you know, the bar, restaurant industry. And, you know, I look at that as a positive personally. I look at that like she's client facing all mm -hmm. the time. She's not sitting at a desk and not talking to anybody all day. She's interacting with people. So that was like a big positive. When we actually got her in, we found out there's actually some more fitness experience on there that would that wasn't on the sure. resume from Indeed or whatever. By the way, we're using Indeed, we're using ZipRecruiter, we're using Facebook job posts, we're using Craig, like everything that you can think of. And not a lot of time, you, you don't get a whole lot of resumes. And then sure. when you do, a lot of them are like completely garbage. And I mean, uh, we've gone through this a lot. Even when you set up interviews and things like that, not everyone shows up. That's a big surprise too. And so our, like our friend Chuck in Oregon, he's like, are there no trainers that want yeah. work right now? And the trainers that are coming to him want like 80 bucks an hour. They want to be independent trainers. Yeah, so, luxury. So- it's obviously a different person. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you work for a gym as a trainer, maybe just some trainers listen to this. It's a different world, right? You're not, you don't have to cover all of your expenses. There's no marketing fees. You get the clients handed to you. You get the programs written for you. You don't come into a gym and work and expect the, the independent trainer wages of $80 an hour. It just doesn't happen. Uh, especially when the gym isn't even charging $80 an hour. <laughs> yes, you yeah. know? I, wanna, I want you to pay me more than you're making. So- and we got a nice little fun uh, conversation in our business talk with fitness professionals group, uh, you know, about a month and a half ago with an independent trainer, a guy that was in there saying that he should deserve, he deserves more of the split than the gym. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one facilitating the work. So he should, he, he's just kicking back the gym for letting him be there yeah. and train their clients. So for those of you that are struggling with finding a great team, you're not alone. It's happening here. It's happening at a lot of gyms like Chuck's and I mean, basically, anybody that's looking for a coach is having trouble finding a good coach right now. I would go, and this is something that um, I don't think I do it intentionally. I think it's something that I've always, either a characteristic I've always been good at or something that somebody taught me years ago that I just happened to do. But I always try to network, right? I don't, when I meet somebody new, I love to hear what they do, what they bring to the table, what they're looking for out of life. And it's not always about, needing something right now, but I know that down the road, if being that connector, right? Okay. Somebody has this need. Somebody has this quality. Let's bring those two people together. It's mutually beneficial for them. Yeah. So I've always had those types of qualities or I've always, you know, hung on to that type of uh, quality because 
ultimately it's really easy to start making those connections and helping other people. Yeah. But you can even do that for yourself. Something I used to talk to, or I think I mentioned it on the podcast, I don't have any clue when, but when you go out to the hospitality you know, situations, you find yourself at a bar or a restaurant, if, you're, if you find somebody who gives you over-the-top stellar service, ask them what their, future, what their goals are. Have a conversation that's, that's not just, okay, I'll, you know, do you want fries with that type of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, like get to know the individual who's serving you in a way that blows your socks off. Maybe that person's looking for their next opportunity. Maybe the characteristics of that individual is something you want on your team. Yeah. The training, like you've mentioned, the training aspect is something that in a gym, y'all can teach. You Coachable, know, they're, yeah. they're, exactly. Find the individual, mold the job to them, as opposed to trying to find that unicorn that has it all, because we know how difficult that is right now. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. So I don't, want, I don't want to get anybody to hear what you just said and get a little twisted because you definitely don't want to mold the job to the person. Oh, oh I agree with that. Yes. What, what you mean is coach the person up. You know, obviously the job is the job. Yeah, absolutely. And if you put a person in that role that maybe on paper doesn't fit all the qualities, you can you can coach that person up Correct. to do that role. But I don't want you to change your job to make it work for that person. Thank you. And that yeah. was happening to our friend Dimitri in Canada. He was basically letting his staff, at least his front desk, well, no, his coaches too, tell him when they were available to, to come in versus, hey, here's the job, you be here or you're not getting it. Or it's job. not your position. Yeah, sure. right. That's And I don't want anybody to ever change too much i mean you can bend a little bit but like don't change everything for this person because that could change again and then now, you, now you're set like even worse off so lots to think about networking is a great thing there's a gal at this ups store that every time i go in there and mail something she is so good like i want her on our team just don't have a good spot she wouldn't be a trainer but maybe like a front desk or a, an admin Support, or something yeah. but golly she blows my socks off every time I go in there. She knows my name. She types it up. Yeah. Remember being at the open? Remember when I was, I can't remember who it was. I was like, yeah, there's this girl that I really think that would be a great position. And then like two minutes later, she was standing next to us. Weird. I can't remember who that was, but I got to circle back. But she would be a good fit here. Is the Phoenix Open going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is. Nobody. <laughs> I hope you know what that is. Yeah. The Phoenix Open is a big golf tournament that happens once a year out here at Scott's says right down the street. Actually, we can drive, we can park. We'll, we'll see it from HQ. 
Yeah. From the new age. Oh, HQ. yeah. We'll see into it. <gasps> we the should roof. set up a zip line. <laughs> but it's a great time. But with COVID, who knows, right? Ugh. Who knows? Yeah, a couple hundred thousand people together. Oh, that ain't going to happen. Nah. So uh, going back to our topic, which is how to find that staff or really what to look for in a staff, I think obviously you, you want to have some education behind them. But if not, look for the coach that cares about the client. Because at the end of the day, you're putting the clients in their hands and they're going to represent your business. You want to make sure they care about them. And at the end of the day, the clients, they want somebody, they don't care about ankle dorsiflexion and posterior chain activation. They don't care about that. They care about a great workout and knowing there's a coach in our corner pushing them, cheering them on, pat on the back. Those are the things that you need to look for in a coach, not necessarily the degrees because- most often it's one or the other and you can coach into the position. So, I mean, ultimately, if you think about the individual that's coming in for a workout, they're paying for somebody else to have that knowledge. They're not paying for that knowledge to be shared with them necessarily, right? They want to go do the workout that they know is going to give them the result that they're looking for at the end of the thing. They don't care about this. And they want to feel good. want to feel good, look good naked, have some confidence, drink their bottle of wine later in the day. But it also goes to like when the coach is on the coaching floor, not belittling the client. You can do more than that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, like the, there's so many little nuances when it comes to training. And I haven't coached in a long time, like years, but you can really break somebody's self-esteem really quick when you think you're joking. Absolutely. Oh, come on. You can do two plates. What are you doing? And yeah. they're like really struggling with absolutely. that. Absolutely. And like that didn't come out right. You sure. Know? <laughs> didn't go, did it, that didn't go over the way Not I wanted Not the right to. type of motivation for that So person. just be careful. Um, but- Sometimes in a situation like the one we're having is it's a really good opportunity to rebuild a really solid team. Now we're not, you know, now we can really bring in a couple coaches, two, three. We, we actually need three. I mean, one full and two part and then a front desk person. Like we can have a good solid unit going into the next phase. And that's really what I'm excited about. That brings up a good point. And we, before we sat down for this, we were talking through this idea. What would you recommend people do right now? As like your situation, right? Things are opening back up. People are coming back into town. Now the need is there. What should people do that aren't necessarily there yet, but know that that's the trend for their business, right? We're coming into the bread and butter months of fitness as well. Yeah. If you're understaffed right now. I think getting ahead of it, I think that's something that caught us by surprise. We didn't have ads out. We didn't have like job postings. I think having a job posting up all year Maybe even having like jobs or careers on your website where people are visiting it, they can pop their resume in there and just building a pipeline. Erin, who's, you know, she's been in HR for you know her whole life. She's always talking about the pipeline, sure. right? Having that pipeline of database resumes, it can always go after anytime there's an opening, you got the database. So, and we talked to some gym owners. I mean, like Whitney, when I were talking last week before the Black Friday workshop, and she was talking about her. She's got some needs, but how they've got a great internship program so they can layer people up, develop them into those roles. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea as well. If you have the resources and again, there's state laws and things like that that come into play with staffing, Intern- internships. Yeah, paid or like free that. or yep. any of that. Yep. Yeah. I've always known internships were, were probably a good idea. We never did them. And it's mostly because not not that we couldn't have interns here, but I didn't have much for them to do. So sure. it's like, I feel like it would take away from the job. I mean, we can give them stuff to do. Clean the gym, go, you know, write this blog, do this, do that. But, you know, maybe it's biting us now, but we don't ever need them full time. So sure. it's like, we have our team and that's our team. 
and I almost feel like it would be taken away, but I, I see both sides of it. And there's gyms that have full internship programs that get college credits and all this stuff. And if they're tied into like, you know, Michigan state and yep. they have like a full you know line. But to me, I, I just was like, man, this seems like a lot of work to groom somebody that you may not ever need. Sure. And so it, I don't know. Catch 22 on that one, but, yep. but here we are. It's another option. Yeah. So if you're, not open yet. Like, let's say your your state is still a little bit shut down. I would throw ads out. Like, just get some get some people in, get them um, interviewed up, and and see who's a good fit. And you know, maybe there's nothing available now, but but soon, and you'll need it eventually. Yeah, great advice, guys. But as Tim said, I mean, he's found himself in that bind. Yep. Don't find yourself caught in that bind. And right now, there's there's a good chance that it's not just the fact that two people didn't work out. The additional clients coming back into town. The lack of restrictions and openings up and things like that. You guys are experiencing that stuff. So drop a pole in the water for new, le- new not new leads, new staff, new, new staff. coaches, yep. and see what the next few months can do for you. Yep. You know, I'll even, t- I'll end it on this. There was a, a, a client of ours years ago that owned uh, 12 subways. Yeah. And we oh, took uh, Shane, right? Mm-hmm. He had 12 subways in town here in the Valley, you know, in Scottsdale area and, and Phoenix. And I was talking business with him a bunch and he told me he would rather have double the amount of staff that are all part-time than having all full-timers because then it was an easy mix yeah. match and everybody was like half, you know, like four hours here and there for, it was easy to backfill. And that's the way he ran his operation, but he has 12 locations and they all need like a dozen people yeah. at each one. So he had a giant staff, but you know, for us, the gym, especially the trainers, I like full-time coaches, but it's, it is a good thing to have some part-time floaters so they can backfill and stuff like that when you need it. So look at your schedule, look at your clientele, look at your service hours, and you make those own decisions for yourself. And if you need help with that, if it's really something you struggle with, this is something we coach on. This is something that we, we do teach as part of our private client coaching program. So jump on a call, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. We can have that conversation, see what needs you have in your business and see if that coaching program is right for you. Because I mean- we're setting things up. We we have a structure and a belief, right? Like you said, kind of solidify your team, have some org charts and, and redundancy in place to make sure you're never without, but ultimately running lean with a good team that you can you know count on, I think is the, the easiest peace of mind that you can have. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I know. It's hard. It's hard with big teams. But it happens sometimes. So here we are. All right, guys. So that's it for this show. See you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now by clicking the subscribe button on Apple iTunes. And if you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you do us a quick favor, rate and review the podcast. See, this lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge help and we'd be extremely grateful. And if you're interested in growing your fitness business as well, go ahead and head on over to timlyonsbook.com and pick up a free copy of my book, Built to Grow. Until next time, keep building something great.